All right, we're back. Another week of football's gone by. Mm. Week two in the bag. Yeah. Oh man, I tell you what. We're week one of the NFL. Week one, yeah. Week one of the NFL. Week two, college football. The better and football. And a very disappointing weekend. It has been for if you live in Ohio. So or Arizona. Seems to be a large Buckeye fan base in Arizona. Okay, I see where you're like going. Like an odd amount for a state <clears throat> that far away. Right. So let's just let's just get things off the rip here. Um, Ohio State and Oregon played Saturday. Uh, well, so looking forward to this game. I couldn't wait. I wanted to get another uh, win um, for the Buckeyes, who were favored by 17. And they lose. They lose 35-28. They lost. Uh, I, and I, I would say I have no words, but that's not true. I have lots of words. <laughs> I have lots of words. Um, first word, uh, defense. Second word, stinks. <laughs> that was horrible. I can second that. That was that was some of the some of the worst defense that I've seen Ohio State play in, in quite a while. Yeah. Um, probably since Dwayne Haskins was lighting up the stage. I haven't Maybe. seen a defense not that bad. Um, yeah. I mean, let's put it like this. If, if I was to say, if I was to tell you to do something, okay, and you kept doing the same thing over and over, and it wasn't completing the goal. Yeah. Would you keep doing that same thing over and over? No. If something isn't work working, you try a different method. What Thomas Edison did. So please tell me why you would continue to use man-to-man coverage if it's not working only answer is we have a one-dimensional defense that's all they can do now i will say that it is true that ohio state has a very young defense right now we are young but that doesn't matter in this case it doesn't matter because we keep calling the same thing right they had oregon's got a veteran quarterback okay the guys had like like 30 starts or something the 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 kid he can read football and if you're going to show the same look over and over he's going to pick you apart and that's exactly what happened once again i state having trouble shutting down the run Mm -hmm. and uh the the pass rush yeah where is it we got pressure on the guy exactly we got pressure on the quarterback uh maybe twice in that whole game if i yeah I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah. It was it was horrible. It was to watch as a as a Buckeye fan. And it, it man, it's just we, and, and the talent is there and and what did we had like over 600 yards of offense and you lose? Mhm. That is mind-boggling. It's, it is. And unacceptable. 
and I think a lot of Ohio State fans out there will agree with me on this. Now, I'm sure a lot of people are calling for heads on this. Specifically, Kerry Combs. Kerry Combs. I'm sure they want his head on a silver platter. But he, here's the thing about Combs. This isn't a guy that Ohio State should fire right now. Yeah, so what? we're, we're making b- bad play calls, but there is nobody out there right now that we can hire that has the same knowledge of football defense like Kerry Combs. The, guy, the guy's a bad play caller, I'll tell you that. He yeah. is. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, if but he's the guy calling guy, the play, then absolutely. He shouldn't be calling the plays, but if we fire him, there's now, no replacement that we can now, get. Yeah, I'm not saying like firing. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are yelling and screaming this. Yeah, I'm not thinking. I'm not saying that that is the answer, but the answer lies within those who are responsible mm-hmm. for making the calls on defense. Those kids are only doing what they're told out there. Yeah, and if you're told go play man, they're going to go out there and they're going to play man. And when they get yeah. burnt because the they're not they're not. Showing different looks, they're not confusing the quarterback. The couple exactly. times that they did, we 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 did good. It yeah. looked good. Uh, uh, Joel Clark was even was even speaking on it time and time again. It showed different looks, and then when they Ohio State did something yep. that showed a different look, he was like, "Look, see, it works. It works." Joel Clark, please come call defensive plays for Ohio State. Th- that was another thing that I kept seeing in that game. It's like. We would run in a certain situation. We'd get nowhere. Like, why Why don't we pass in this situation? Mm-hmm. Because passing, 90% of the time, is going to pick up far more yards than a run. Yeah. However, there were also times when we pass and we should have ran. Like on those fourth down attempts. Fourth and two, you run fourth the ball. Fourth and two, you run the ball. Um, I, I didn't, I mean... Even if the play was successful on a pass, I still would have said, that's cool. You got the pass on a four and two. You made it first down. Yay. But I still would have, I still would believe that running the ball would have been the best option. When you got backs like mm-hmm. Ohio State does, you don't pass on a four and two. The, yeah. the run game was not so horrendous that you should have got, that you got away from it the way that they did. They pulled away from it. And I told you this when we were watching it, that if they every time when they would go pass, 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 we ended up in a third situation, went did another pass, ended up in a fourth down situation, and then they got they got in trouble. Exactly. Because they were like like one in five or something on fourth down two. convert two, two and five. Two and five on fourth and down this, conversions. This is what gets me. At least Three of those fourth downs, we should have kicked field goals. Probably would have been hindsight. Now, let's say hindsight. I understand Ryan Day and his aggressiveness to to to, to go for it on fourth down in those situations. You're in our territory. It does make sense going for it. But then we go back. What? Don't pass on a fourth and two. Yes. Okay? Now, if you're going to do Now, st- if I mean, it's fourth and eight. And you got to do it like it's fourth quarter and you're down. Then I suggest probably pass. Well, yeah, four and eight, yeah, you pass. But in most fourth down situations, 
it's fourth and three, fourth and two, fourth it, and one, fourth and It's usually four to few yards. It, it, Go. Worthy run enough to ball. run the ball. And, again, NFL, college football, completely different. But, like, in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Cowboys game, this is something I saw, and I liked it because it worked so well. Bruce Arians brought on a linebacker, a freaking linebacker, a huge guy onto the offense at fullback so that they could get their running back through. Because I believe it's Vita Vea and this guy, he just plows guys. Yeah. So he took like two defense, like took two linebackers, his own position on the Cowboys, shut him out of the way, opened a huge hole for the running back to go. And I'm like, I'm not saying that anyone should do the same exact thing, but take that into account. Try to think strategy. If you're not opening holes, get a guy in there that will open one. Right. And who better than a defensive linebacker? I, I think Ohio State's offensive line is good enough to open up the holes. So, I mean, now so I understand. Tampa's. Right. No, I'm just uh, going back to Ohio State and and just going. Let's go to. Let's go ahead. Go to the offense for a minute because I don't think the offense was wasn't really the problem. Though nope. we had though we had our struggles. At times, and my, my 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 complaint is is getting away from the run when I don't feel that they should have went away from the run. Yeah. I understand it wasn't being as effective as they would like, and just like they didn't get away from the pass game against Minnesota, they stuck with the pass game. It was like we're still going to do this. We're still going, and it was it was it was working amazing, and um. But I didn't like that they got away from the run game. But overall, I think the offense, even though it still needs work, and, and I'll tell you another thing that I think needs needs some work, and it's just going to come with, with, with time with C.J. Stroud. Okay, He's young. He's new. He's fresh. But he's good. He's good. He but I think he's letting – the, the pressure is getting, yeah. getting to him. So his, his brain, when you get into a situation – a veteran quarterback, his brain is clear mm-hmm. and can think quick on the go. Now, there are guys that can do that as young and as fresh as C.J. Stroud. Yep. But some, most of them... They're all at Alabama. Most of them need to develop this they, to, to mm-hmm. where they're co- just comfortable in all this. They've, they've been in all the situations. They've seen the situations. It's like... It's like getting on the high dive, okay? Yeah. It, it's scary. If you've never jumped off of a high diving board before, it, 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 you're going to be a little scared unless you're just a crazy person who just loves <laughs> the, the, the complete adrenaline rush of these things. But in, in a normal person is going to climb up air. They're going to hesitate and doubt themselves and doubt the outcome of yep. jumping into the water. Once you jump... And you get into the water and you come up mm-hmm. and you're, you're like, I'm okay. It's going to be easier to get up that ladder and jump again. Yes. And that's going to be the same thing with C.J. Stroud because I, I, I watched him struggle making complete decisions. Do I, like, between run, pass, run, do I run, passes, do I run, I pass it, and then he, he holds the ball and he goes down. You know, I mean, he gets, at, he at the very tackled. least he's not fumbling. Right, he hasn't lost the ball. So you know, he's holding this it is down. good. He's holding the ball, um, and this is another thing that I noticed that he's not—he is not quick to run that ball. I don't no, know. He's not. 
Not like Fields, not like Haskins. And and I don't believe that he's he's not a runner. I don't believe that. I bet you he can. I think he's one of those. Uh, but until we fully until we fully see him that he can run, but he won't. He's scared to. And Cardale Jones, looking at him now, he's kind of the same way. He can run. And he can run good. But he doesn't He can. Want he to. was well, he's a big guy and he was very hard to take down. So if the guy did take off, it would take a couple guys to get him down, which is why oh, he yeah. was able to do a pretty good job of getting some yards. Now, here's the thing. If you want to try to put a comparison to C.J. Stroud and to Justin Fields, note this. I don't know if C.J. Stroud has a baseball background. And I, don't, I think Justin Fields think so. has a baseball background, which, which plays. Then that's why his brain, that's why Fields is so good, yeah. is because his brain does think fast. On the fly, and I think I think that has a lot to do with it, is the mm-hmm. fact that you've got you get when you got baseball, you got another sport aspect that it, it, it helps, and that is what helps Fields in the NFL because in the NFL you got to be fast in getting that ball off. I mean, he, he college was, you can get all day in most in most games. Well, we heard feel how Fields said that the game was slow in the NFL, yeah, and it's because of that. It's that baseball brain mentality. Even though baseball is slow. <laughs> You got to think, think that, fast in baseball. I, I, quick I, decisions in baseball, though. So yeah, that's what I, baseball is. I, just, quick I think it. I think it adds another element. Um, if you've got a background in baseball, uh, I mean, j- just like with kickers and punters, you got a background in soccer. You got like a bit of an edge up. Yeah. Um, or um, linebackers having a background in in basketball, I yeah. hear helps. Yeah. So, so my thing with Stroud is, and that's what I'm saying that. It will develop in time, and that's going to be his comfortableness um, on the field making decisions and how quick he makes those decisions. He's going to know. more situations he gets in, the more he's going to be able to, to know how to get out of those yeah. situations. I would like to see him run. I would like to see a few more plays, maybe pull out of the old urban book that are designed that, to runs for him mm-hmm. on third-down situations because those are the ones that – like he had a pickup, he had a great pickup on a third and ten or something, yes. and it got called back because of a stupid holding call. Now, that sucked. But if you take away the holding call, that was a good decision to run. And I, and, but that was on the fly, not a design. But I would like to see more, a few more design runs mm-hmm. because if you could add another element, I mean, at the very to the least, offense, an option too. Because I think it would help with the run game if you use the quarterback as a runner. But that was Urban's thing. It's not Ryan Day's thing. But I do think it's, that, they should incorporate it still. It doesn't have to be and, the yeah. lead thing like it was with Urban. Because that was, it was his thing, right? Yeah. It was his thing. That's one of the things that gets me. Urban retires, and we get this great running quarterback in Justin Fields. I'm like, this is like a dream quarterback for yeah. Urban. Well, yeah. He would have yeah, you would have seen a lot more running out of Fields. But what I, what I like about Fields is though he did know when to run. When if there was yeah, a lane did, open, did. lane open, guys covered, boom, he's gone, and he was picking up downs, and it was able we were able to move the ball so more efficiently, doing it that way. And I think if they throw this element in with Stroud, that's a few design runs when needed. I think it's going to add another element, yeah. and it's going to and it's going to it's going to make the other teams going to make their defense. I think it's also going to help Stroud work. learn when to run. Maybe. Too, with yeah. designed runs, because then yeah. he'll kind of learn more what it's like to do it in an actual game scenario. Yeah. So then he'll actually recognize, 
wait, this is just like a designed run. Go. Right. Yeah. He you you don't have to stay a pocket passer. It's nice when you got an offensive line like Ohio State that was giving him time to pass. Yeah. Which is another thing. I think if he was a little more decisive on his pass. Sometimes I think here's a saying that we always have. Um that I, not we always have. This this is a saying that I have that a lot of people probably heard. Think long, think wrong. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes you got to make a quick decision. If you take take too long and think about it, you're going to overthink it, and then things are going to go bad. Yep. And I, I saw that happen several times, where he just held onto the ball for too long, yeah. and then made bad decisions, a bad throw, or whatever. Um. So, uh, yeah, like that interception there. At the yeah. End. I agree. Now. But this is all offensively. Okay. Which I which I. Even though there are those few minor tweaks. The offense didn't look terrible. But the offense did not look terrible. The offense isn't why we lost. And it I, didn't help, but it's not why we lost. No. And another thing that we kind of got away from, too, that we saw a lot in Minnesota, is I didn't see as many deep shots. And I'm not sure why, because we've got the receivers to really take it down there. Yeah. Were they really covering us that good? I mean, maybe I just wasn't seeing something. I'm not sure. But I felt like there was a lot of really good deep balls. Or the one, or the deep times that they did go for the deep balls, they were unsuccessful because yeah. of uh, inaccurate passing by Stroud. So maybe that was the case. I think if we're going to do a deep ball right now with Stroud, I'm going to say not Alave. Don't go to Lave. Don't go to Wilson. Wow. Because I right think, now, I, I think these those guys, two are your best options. These for the guys long are ball. going to get covered. That's why. It, it, it doesn't matter if they get covered. These guys are good enough and fast enough to create separation. That's why you go to them. You're right. But I've seen this out of. Because I watched more than just Ohio State over the weekend. I don't know if you did too. But something that I've seen that other teams do, they'll go deep, they'll go for the tight end. Because the tight end, he just, he gets it. It doesn't matter if he's in triple coverage. I mean, assuming he catches it. Because he, he just, one, can run really fast. And two, he can go with like two guys trying to get him. Like two guys on him. Because he's big. Um, I mean, he could use the tight ends. And, it, and I like using the tight ends. I like seeing the variety. Um, yeah. Which is, I didn't feel like there was. I didn't feel like our playbook was entirely open. No. To, um, and um, yeah. Which was. I agree. Which is sad because I just I feel like I'm like we have so many weapons, so many different ways that we can attack this team, mm -hmm. and I felt like they really had it narrowed down to yeah to a minimal amount of plays that they were using. So unless I unless maybe I wasn't seeing it, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Um, something that I've read into. With fans just wanting, you know, just overreacting over the defense, have called for Combs to be fired because I don't understand why, but they do. So, so I've read into it a little bit. And while Combs shouldn't be fired, there is actually a guy out there who currently has a job. That could very well help, and it's not a very far move for this guy either if he wants to come to a big school like Ohio State. And that's Pete Germano, the defensive coordinator 
and defensive ends coach for the Ohio Bobcats. Okay. So one, he'd probably be like our main play caller. Well, here's the thing: we grabbed, then we grabbed two defensive coaches from Michigan. At the very beginning of the day's time, I believe. Right. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Well, I believe Why one just not... left last year. Okay. I was going to say, there was uh, was it Greg Maddox or something like that? Yes. I okay. Think. So there, there's one. Is that is he still there? I think he might be the one that retired. Well, let me, I can double check. And then who's that. the other guy that did the interim coach when when Day couldn't be there? Larry Johnson. Larry He's Johnson. Offense. Okay, he's offense. Okay. So. All right, so. But I remember there was two guys that I, I thought that we had grabbed two defensive guys from Michigan. Which I, I, I not. felt it kind of helped. I, I felt that it did help the defense. Like it, it fixed the things from, from the Haskin yeah. era. And. But then it just kind of went downhill again. Like it never got fully, never yeah. got fully developed. And I think, I think what happened was is we lost Chase Young. <laughs> well, because yeah. we were still it had pretty no guy dominant. to fill his shoes. Because you think about it, we lost Joey, we got Nick, we got Nick, or we lost Nick, we got Chase. We Chase, right? Now nobody's really stepped up into that role. There nor really did anybody is step nobody. Up last There's year no the year beast. There is no beast. We got a couple good guys. We, we got, got a rascal. We got a rascal, but we don't have a beast. Which I do think Haskell, Garrett, and um, Zach Wilson are two of the guys right now that look to be kind of stepping up into that. Zach Harrison? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they haven't done what Joey, Nick, or Chase could do. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they just they need more development to work. I don't know. I just, no, we I don't need think another Bosa. I, I, what right, I, I really think it comes down to we don't have the talent in those positions. Like they're decent, yeah. they're good, but they just don't have that in it ability to just be dominant like the Bosa's and Chase Young. So that that's kind of a problem. You know, we lack. We just. Oh, we, I'm sorry. We Larry got, Johnson is the defensive line coach. Excuse me. I thought he was. That's what I thought, but at the same time, like, well, then why? That doesn't make sense. And so but if yeah. he's the defensive line coach. He needs to step up then, and take the. Then the reason we're not stopping the run is going to be on him. Oh, no. It comes back to the coordinator. It always It always is, which. Right now, I say keep Combs as coordinator, but maybe let J- maybe let Larry call the call the plays. Maybe that's it. I mean, maybe, I, ju- good, I just think that maybe there needs the to be some some sh- some shifting. Which is another thing. I don't know if you saw the Ryan Day press conference. I just read about it. And in, in regards to Combs in the defense, mm-hmm. Ryan, Ryan Day was like, "It all falls back onto me." He's going. He to, took the hit. He's he's going to. Nope. That's that's the noble thing to do. That's the that's the head coach. And in response thing to do to that article again, I saw people now calling for day to go. <laughs> right. Well, be careful what you say, because if you're going to take the blame, it's like, oh, well, we think it's this guy. It's not. It's you. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're the one who's at fault. Then you then then you need to change it or go. 
All right. But well, I mean, I'm just saying this is from a this is from yeah. a Buckeye fan yeah. standpoint, and probably a lot of other fan standpoint are like this with their teams. Yeah. Um, but we have such a high standard here. And I think that's why we do. And Day's not a bad coach. Look at the past two years undefeated. Because I'm not sure we lose one if, game and everybody loses right, their head. Because if Ryan Day handled anything or, or or had a team like Harp or Jim Harbaugh, mm-hmm. he wouldn't have lasted. If he no. coached like Harbaugh, he would not be here right no. now. There's no way. Now here's, here's just my, because that's the standard we hold thing. here. Here's my thing right now is Ryan Day took over in what year was that? The 2019 season. He was the official head coach. Mm-hmm. Went and defeated Los Angeles Clemson. Nobody really lost their heads against Clemson. <clears throat> like, nobody really fought against each other within the Buckeye fan base. Like, we all kind of agreed that was just a terrible officiated game. Well, yeah. I mean, not to mention that you you did your season. You played your season. You did well. Yeah. You got to the playoffs, and that's the goal, and that's what you do. Now, when you're when you play a game that you mm-hmm. are favored by seventeen points and you lose, that that's what I'm getting to. So then, in 2020, <clears throat> we go undefeated. We beat Clemson this time, and then we go and lose Alabama again. There's not a lot of division in the fan base. After the loss, but we're, now we go lose okay. to Oregon. We're accepting of the loss. There's a that's a a, law, a losing acceptance from the fan base. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, we lose right. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Okay, everyone seems to stand together. And even back with Urban when we lost to Purdue, mm-hmm. I think that was his last loss. No one was really divided either. I'm, I don't remember seeing a lot of division among fans that season. No, no. You didn't hear, you didn't hear anybody don't remember Urban's head. No. Anyone calling for Urban's head against Iowa when we lost? No. Nope. Trap game. That's that's what they said. Now, that's, Oklahoma that's is the last one that I can remember that people were very di- di- like Upset. divided. No one was necessarily calling for Urban's head, yeah. but the fan base was very divided. Where pretty much since then, up until now against Oregon... It hasn't been like that, and we've lost what four times, four games yeah. since. Yeah. So I'm just wondering what it takes for this fan base to just lose together or to lose and then start fighting each other. <laughs> so, so what's different about this game? Yeah. What What did Oklahoma and Oregon have that Alabama, Clemson, Iowa, and Purdue did not have? Yeah, I really think it's it, it comes down to expectations. So you get to the playoff, you're not as expected to win. You know that you're playing another elite team, yep. another team that did what you did to get there. So when you lose a game like that, yeah, but I, mean, that, I, I but, can see. But it. if you go to the Iowa's, the Iowa and the Purdue games, there was something different. I I don't think that because. Even though we have such a high standard and we're so used to to winning and it's it's you don't lose there was there was something about those games that like i said like i I think that they they slapped this label on it as a trap game now, I do still think that there are were fans out there 
that still complained and moaned and wanted people's heads. Well, they were probably there, there wanting, always is, even right. when we win. Right. So I'm just saying, I don't think it was, at that point, I don't think it was the coach. For one, this is Urban Meyer we're talking about. Oh, this yeah. guy already has solidified his capabilities as a coach, and that's why I don't think people were as quick. So not, like, unlike, um, you know, what they would be with like a rookie quarterback or something coming yeah. in. I think it was. I think at some point, it becomes more. Of the blame starts becoming on the players. Yeah. So I bet you J.T. Barrett was probably getting the slack on that Iowa game. Yeah. Um, and then, and then in Purdue, it would have been it would have had to come down to the defense because Dwayne Haskins threw for records. He was throwing he was throwing records mm-hmm. when we lost that game. So there's no way you could have put a blame on Dwayne yeah. Haskins. Not really. No, but it was it was like um, this guy just threw spade school history, you know, like so many yards, and but yet we lost. So nobody really brought that up. It didn't seem yeah. like. Um, I was like, man, this guy did something great, and we lost. Yeah, which is kind of like what happened. It's like you know, I mean, I, no records were broke, but. The offensive side of the ball. I mean, look at Stroud still stats. threw for like over seventy percent. Yeah. Well, I mean, he yeah he did That's good. he did fine. He did fine. The offense did fine. Like I said, my only complaint was that it, there should have been more run, even though it wasn't like as effective as I think that they were wanting it to be. I think it was just something it you, just, you just keep punching. Okay. If if I keep punching that door behind you. Eventually, I will put my fist through it. I just got to keep at it and yeah. keep at it and keep at and it. That, that's what Clyde would keep saying about that Trayvon Henderson. <clears throat> as soon as he gets going, he's gone. Yeah. Just he just needs a couple warm up plays. Sometimes and then that's all it takes. Or not? I don't know. Don't slip. I mean, yeah, you can't. You can't that help, help that. I don't know what was going on with that. How? The field dry, then. dry out there. They slipped. Yeah, I think I watched, I think they we slipped didn't need, more there than they did last yeah. week at Minnesota when it was pouring rain, which is weird. So it was just, you know what? I think it was just one of those things. Yeah. And I, I can't remember who it was. It, it may have been Haskell Garrett that I heard him have a little locker room talk and was just basically saying to his teammates, you know, that he doesn't look at this as a loss but as a lesson. And yeah. that is know, my favorite you, thing about a loss. You, you kind of have that, to look at this. It was it was a non-conference game, but here's the thing: in the long run, it is going to. I mean, it is going to matter. This will we. This will be a um a a determining factor. Yes. In the CFP, if the Buckeyes it will is if the Buckeyes can come back. If Oregon can do well, the Buckeyes can come back. Buckeyes are strong. At this point, Oregon needs to do well. That is the number one thing. Penn State and Michigan need to do well, too. Because if we can beat two very good Penn State and Michigan teams, yeah. Yeah. We just, that is going to help boost we, us back up. We need, yes. Yeah, other, other teams in the Big Ten that are, that are rolling right now need to roll. Um, and whoever we play in the Big Ten Championship needs to be really good, too. It's got to be good. Um, right now, you kind of want to place your finger on Iowa, but we'll, we'll see. Um, I, don't, I don't know who else in the West yeah. at this point. Um, Minnesota, maybe. Because it could have been, yeah. 
maybe Minnesota, but you already got the W on, on top of that one. Yeah. So to face them again, I don't know if it will have as much know. meaning. I think you need like an undefeated Iowa going in there. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe, a, you know, maybe a one lost Iowa, depending on who they lose to. But you just, yeah. you, you want you want these guys to, to be able to have some top rank wins themselves. Yeah. Um, and to look good all the way down the stretch. So when Ohio State's got to sit there, they, I really think that we need to come out and start playing dominant. Yes. Stop with this crap. Get the get that defense fixed up because this is the number one thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put anything on the offense at all because I don't think a whole lot of work needs done right there. But that defense is a disaster, and it needs fixed. And if they don't start changing things, yes. come on. This is football 101. With them, with the way they played, I don't know what that is. That was – that was me going out there going, oh, I only know this one play, guys. Oh, yeah. or, or, or played in Madden, and yeah. I just use man all the time in hopes that one of your plays is going to get disrupted <laughs> yeah. by it. You know what I mean? This isn't Madden. Um, this is real. And I'm You've just looking show through looks. our coaches. We got Kerry Combs as our defensive coordinator, a great coach. No one knows more about the defense than Kerry Combs in all of football. Well, I'm sure that's debatable, but well, I get your point. We got Larry Johnson. The line, defensive line coach. Then we got Al Washington, another good coach, who's the linebackers coach. Yeah, we Al have Washington. three top tier college wise coaches. And then you see the defense, the defense, and you're like, "Are you sure?" It's play calling. Whoever's calling the plays for Ohio State's defense needs to stop and give it to someone else. Someone that that knows that we at who, this who point I'm know. not opposed to Ryan Day doing it. I, <laughs> well, I am. And my reason why is because Ryan Day, as the head coach, well, you Ryan have a you, can you, take. you have a, that's a there's a lot on your plate, and you don't want to put too much on your plate because if yeah, I agree, if you have if there's too much, then you're spreading yourself thin, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be as efficient on the things that you really should be working on. Yeah, but which is why they have such a large staff on you know your. Well, yeah, coaching. I think Ohio State and Alabama have the two largest college football coaching staffs. Because you can only have a limit on your actual coaches. Yes. However, there are, like, the smaller assistants that you can hire to almost make it unlimited, like it is in the NFL. Right. Because you can have, like, oh, this is just our um, assistant assistant. You probably have, like, intern-type things, too, unpaid. Student coaches as well, which is what Urban Meyer was. Right. He was a student coach at Ohio State. Yeah. Well, you start somewhere. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I'm just saying, maybe what needs to happen is the workload does need to shift. I, I, I think that, yeah, um, I, I agree in the form of this is what you're good at. Let, let's play to our strengths. Yeah. Okay, let's not, let's not play to, well, I want to do this. Well, are you good at that? Not really, but it really seems like a lot of fun. No, yeah. you're really good at this. This is where we need to put Which you. Which I think was... I mean, you're not going to have... I think that is our only... Your center throw the ball, are you? No. Okay, because he's... I mean, he's really good. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Some of these guys are good. Um, but just, like, looking at it, I think the only thing that went wrong when hiring Kerry Combs was making him the guy, the defensive coordinator. And maybe that's all he would take. He wouldn't leave the NFL for anything else. But at the same time, it is Ohio State, a team he's already been with. 
and they're very good. Yeah. So I'm just thinking, maybe he should have, maybe he would have been better off in his original job at Ohio State as, I believe, the defensive backs coach. Maybe Larry Johnson or Al Washington would have been a better fit as the coordinator. Because the coordinator doesn't just focus on select positions. The coordinator focuses on the entire defense. That's a responsibility. Saying maybe Combs, and like you said, maybe co- coaching the entire defense isn't his strength. Part of the defense is, but not the entire thing. Well, whatever it is, something is wrong. Something is missing. They need to figure out what it is. Yep. Fix it. And hope it does. And and and, and, and let's see what happens. Yeah. You know, get, look get at the fix. footage. What? Like, look, look at the film. You've got what went right. wrong? Fix that. Exactly. What did we do right? Don't mess with it. Right. We did it right. Don't mess with it. And, and, and don't work, work hard. If it ain't it's broke, always, don't fix it. Yeah. The, Urban said the most prepared team will win. And Oregon was definitely more prepared. Another. More prepared. By they Urban were better said, coached. Is Part of one of the quotes I like better from him is that he has never been in a game where luck was involved. Yeah. That is an, that's probably like one of my favorite like quotes from Urban Meyer. No luck. Well, here's a little saying from somebody. Let's see if you, you'll never guess who says it. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Oh. That's a good saying. Sounds wise. I'm going with Trestle? No. John Cena. Really? Yeah. Luck is when preparation meets, uh, what did I say? Huh. Preparation meets, um, I forget what I said. <laughs> Preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. Sorry, man, my mind went blank there. But yeah, luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I, that I is. agree with that. Yeah. So be prepared, and then when the opportunity arises, you know, luck will ha- luck can yeah. can happen, can or cannot, may or may not happen. So I agree. Um so that's our Buckeye rant. Um, yeah. uh, another dot, the, the Cleveland Browns lost too. Just br- we'll briefly tap Magically. on that because I know there's a little something, something you want to get on on here and talk about. But yeah, so br- Browns now it's not a bad loss because it is the um, a, a, a Super Bowl um, contending team, Kansas City Chiefs. So it's not. It's not like okay. It's not like you lost to the Jets, and it, and it was close. They they they, played, they led they, they most played of that well. Game. They led most of that game, um, but and and this is when this is what will separate an elite team. And I'm not saying that the Browns aren't elite, but they they're I wouldn't put them there yet. I feel like they have all the makings of an they're, elite. They're team. right like, under. Like. Yeah, they just need like a like a few more experience points to hit yeah. the next level, and then boom, you're at you're at top, you're at elite yeah. level. And I feel like they're 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 getting there, and they are so close. They are on the freaking cusp, which is nuts. Thinking about what five years ago they just went zero and sixteen. Right, exactly. So to lose to the Kansas City Chiefs, it sucked. But in because as a Browns fan, I mean, you don't want to see them lose. You just know that they were very well capable. 
just yeah. like the Dallas Cowboys. I'm sorry that they lost to the Tampa oh, Bay Buccaneers. I, I didn't expect they, that. I was expecting like a 45 to 10 so blowout. You were, you were, yeah, expecting a beatdown. I'm I was sure like, a lot of people were expecting like, I was a, like, a beatdown. Like, I saw our schedule for this year, and I'm like, no, no, I, I can't. But that's not a bad loss. But then we go and only lose by a last-second field goal? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure it hurts. With, like, two seconds left when we got the ball back? Yeah. That doesn't hurt. That feels pretty good. Okay. Yeah, but, I was, mean, and this isn't college football where one loss, you're basically done. But You right. can lose ten games and still. Well, I don't know about ten. Yeah, it depends on the rest of your division. I guess, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, it, it's it's the same same scenario is that the Cowboys had every opportunity to win that game. Very well, you know, could have had, you know, um, preparation met opportunity. Uh, but the Browns, you know, I mean, and they both lost to very good teams. Both of them were in the Super Bowl. So to lose to those teams, it's like, it's not like horrible. You didn't lose to a crap team. You didn't lose you to the lost, But it, it just shows why those two teams went to the Super Bowl. That's why they got there is because they do those things. Yeah. Even when they're down, they find a way to come back and win. Man, and I tell you what, I honestly thought that Ohio State was going to do that. When we got down by two touchdowns, yeah. I knew it was going to be a very difficult thing. Not mm-hmm. that it couldn't happen. I knew it was just going to get even harder. Yeah. And when they couldn't um, – when they couldn't score touchdowns in the red zone, that that's that told me right. I'm like they're not going to be able to do it. Time's running out, and they're not going to be able to do it. Um, so yeah, sadly the Browns lost. It was a close game. Um, this is nothing for them to, to hang their heads on, though. Uh, just just yeah. know that uh, you know. Just say we'll see you again. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see um, you again soon. So um, now just. Heading over to the NFL real quick, because this game just ended. The Bears and the Rams. Yeah. 14 to 34. Rams. The Rams. Won. Yeah. Matt Stafford looked I pretty good. Know, <clears throat> I do want to know. Justin Fields had two passing attempts for 10 yards and no touchdowns. So Fields was in there just a, a wee little bit. Uh, maybe just to uh, get his feet wet a little bit, kind of like mm-hmm. they did uh, Trey Lance yeah. for the Niners. He also had they got one carry for three yards. And, oh, okay. and a touchdown. One carry, three yards, touchdown. Oh, okay. So he ran it in. Yep. All right. So when they... Where when Dalton they... had 20, 27, or he was 27 for 38. He completions two attempts for 206 yards, one touchdown. How many games will the Bears play before they put Fields in? I'm going six. Six games. That seems to be the usual thing. I think that's when Dwayne Haskins last year got when yeah. he got the boot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's when Carson, I think, went out last year. Yeah. Carson Wentz. Since we were between like six and seven, I think, or not six and seven, like six and nine, yeah, somewhere in in that area, is when they start. Because at that point, you're about to go eight and eight or something. They're like, that's where your season's looking like it'll go. Right. Yeah. So they're like, all so, right, change something. Right. It's either going to go like this. They're either going to do it 
in between game five and seven. You wait too much later, and things still aren't going well, then your chances are definitely out the window. But then they may get him in there more at at that point just to get him in. Might as well start getting him used to it, or I don't know, just have Andy Dalton go finish his season and be done with him come next year. Yeah. But if the Bears want to change anything, well, one, it looks like they probably have to do some work on that defense. Yeah. But they definitely need points on the board. They do. Definitely need some points on the board. I mean, so. I mean, my th- my thing in football always is defense wins championships, but your offense still has to score. Well, obviously, you can have the best defense in the league, but if your offense is crap, I mean, you're not you're not going to get anywhere. You're not going to get anywhere. So I mean, yeah, it's nice that you can hold the team to one touchdown, but if your team can't score any touchdowns, <laughs> right, <laughs> that's not very good. So, we've got, all right, we've got probably maybe 10-ish minutes. So, when you want to I dig, wanna, dig a little I, on something. I want to dig a little into the playoffs because I've looked at another, aside from the... College football playoffs, right? Yes, the college football <clears throat> playoffs. I've looked at a new way that it could be done in the future. That is not the 8, 6, or 10, or even, or, sorry, the 12, or right. even the 14 format it's a whole new format and it basically abolishes the committee okay fill me in i know nothing about this and we take what we do is we take note from the nfl where the playoffs are actually enjoyable and you're not like here we go again alabama (laughs) okay playoffs are actually enjoyable in the nfl okay yeah no, playoffs are fun. Yeah, NFL. They've got so, they've got a really good tournament set up. Exactly. So this tournament, it almost extends a little bit to the five Power Five conference championships being almost like qualifiers. Almost. Where, basically, the the i the idea is. You play your division. You play every team in your division. Okay? Okay. And now, like, for the Big Ten, for example, Ohio State plays every team in their division. They beat every team in their division. So they're clearly the best in their division. And then let's say they play Iowa, who beat every team in their division now. Okay. So they're clearly the best in theirs. Now they play in the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. Let's say Ohio State wins. Okay. Now, because Ohio State was capable of beating Iowa... That means that they're capable of beating every team in the Big Ten. Ideally. Okay. Just now, just because Ohio State can beat every team from the Big Ten, this now eliminates this now eliminates the entire Big Ten from contention in the playoff. It's meaning that the five conference champions are the best in their conference, eliminating everyone else in their conference. Well, I think that's something that had been thought up like it's not a new concept. I really think that this not only, I mean, it was always a factor, but it was like, I mean, I know we've th- discussed it numerous times that you win your division, or you win, not your division, your like you win your conference, mm-hmm. boom, you're in. That That's what puts you in there. That's and, what should be. I mean, if you look teams, at the one year that Georgia and Bama got in, 
See, that should never, to me, that should never have happened. No, it shouldn't have. Now, this goes based off of a six-team playoff. Okay. Where I believe the format they suggested is ACC and Big Ten, or the ACC, yeah, the ACC and Big Ten got the, got the bye. And then, the, so the SEC, the Big 12, the Pac-12, number six, had to play in the first round. Now, so we got our five conference champions. How do we get that sixth team? We take a look on over at the group five. Because everyone else in power five is out. They're done. They're gone. <laughs> Sayonara, basically. Okay. They have no chance, which makes it even more important now to win your conference. So what? let me ask you, what, does, what determines a, who gets the bye? Ideally, I think it would be the better teams, the two best teams, I think. So out of the power five, then would you just go by record? Or I, I don't know. I guess I'm confused. There. I think this is like the only way that a committee would come in at all. Or if we would use almost like a BCS kind of thing, just yeah. computer generate. Like, all right, clearly they're the best. Yeah. Or just be like, these conferences always have the buy. Or these conferences rotate through the buy. Yeah. Every year. But I mean, my honest opinion, Big 12 and Pac-12 cannot get the buy. Because they're not quite worthy of the buy, usually. Okay, I see. And it'll, it'll present more competition for team number six. Now, how do you get team number six? Well, you got to look over at the group five teams. Which are? Um, I believe the Sun Belt, the AAC, the MAC, the Mountain West. Okay. Conferences. So most notably, when you think of these teams, you think of Cincinnati, BYU, UCF, Houston. Okay. Yeah. Among a few others. Right. Or or even Notre Dame. Even though they're not Group Five, there are no conference. Okay, so I can see them. But the, they're not eliminated. Right. Because they're not a Power Five. So. So now. We look at these, and we look at, again, conference championships. Okay. And, like, last year, for example, it would have been Cincinnati. They would have been team number six. They were clearly the best group five team in the league. Right. A few years prior, it would have been UCF. They were undefeated. Yeah. yeah. Two years straight. A few years before that, Houston. Because, again, they, like, went undefeated. They are clearly the best. So the top team in the group five. Basically... Or if there really isn't, then like maybe if Notre Dame, if they're good. Right. Gotcha. So this is kind of like the only case that a committee could come in right. to determine this last team. But again, it used the same. There would only be like six teams in contention. The five group five conference champions and then like Notre Dame. So now you got your six teams and those are your playoff teams. They go into playoff and they play. Just as they do now, except it's six teams, not four. But you actually know you're getting the best of the best. Ideally, right? Yeah. So. It's just all using I mean, the logic. I, I mean, I kind of, I, I like that. It gives, for me, it gives. And it's, it's basically what the NFL does. You win your division, you go in. Uh, right. Which makes With sense. With the exception of the wild card. 
wild card. I mean, shoot, uh, maybe for the sixth spot they could have like wild card, maybe a little wild card but, playoff or something. Yeah, they could. You know, just give those group five teams or even some other contenders. Like that one year, Georgia could have been it, even though they were like eliminated. They were still better than a lot of other teams. Well, if you here's the thing: if you do that, then chances are, let's just say a Georgia, I mean, you yeah. throw Georgia in the mix of a group five I mean, team. I think chances are I Georgia's think, going to come. I think out if you don't top. win, I think if you don't win your your <clears throat> conference, you're you're done. You're, you're out. You're out. Yeah, I think. But a lot of people are, are just not going to like that. Well. Nobody, not everybody likes the way things are done anyway. So. Well, yeah, there is that. You can't please everybody. But this, I think, is probably the best route to go. Because ideally, you're getting the best of the best. Right, it gives it gives the conference championships a lot of meaning, and I think that they should have a lot of meaning. And you win your conference championship, mm-hmm. then you move on yeah. to the next level. That's it. If you don't yeah. get to the conference championship, or if you get there and you lose, yeah. you're done. You're done. I really like that's, that it uses the. I love advance. that it uses the ideology of, um, you win your conference, then you're the best in the conference, even if you didn't play half your conference. Right. Well, you got to get there. I mean, that's that that that's how you get the places. You be good. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean. You you be good. You set that goal. You get to your conference championship. You've be- you beat everybody yes. you were supposed to to be there. You've got the best record to be there, and you're yeah. playing that other team that's got the best record to be there. You guys, you go at it, and whoever comes the victor, then you advance. You move. Yeah. Everybody else behind you, you're done. Exactly. That's you're the done. way it should be done. It works in the NFL. Yeah. The only complaints in the NFL playoffs are missed passing interference. That, that, that's literally it. Right. I, I don't like that. You know, Penn State goes to the Big Ten Championship and then Ohio State goes to a playoff game. I, I, I didn't like that at all. No, that, that didn't make sense. Did I like that Ohio State's got to go? I'm like, all right, so yeah, cool. Now, but now you are going to have a two right. and three loss team where other teams may only be like a one loss. Yeah. But who'd you lose to? A team that's going in. Yeah. That team is clearly better than you. Right. So, nope, I get it. And. I mean that makes that, that that would that would definitely work for me. Um, yeah, I think it would. Because I, I don't I don't want to see two or three no. SEC teams. The, the one thing that I would add on to it is make the Rose Bowl the national championship. Yeah. Make that the national championship game. Give it give it back. It's yeah. It, it's uh. Or. If they did have a wild card game, make the Rose Bowl the wild card game. Well, maybe. I mean, that could be an, another way that they could they could do that. Like Rose Bowl, cha- because then you kind of like have the, the these like bragging rights of hey, I'm the Rose Bowl champions. I may be the number six team, hmm. the wor- supposedly worst team in here, but I'm also the Rose Bowl champions. Kind of boost their confidence going in, too. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't like. I don't like how they shift around the the bowl games. Like bowl games don't feel like they matter anymore. There's like they 80 really don't. Of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm okay with like other little mini bowls because it's like this is just for fun bowl. Mm-hmm. And so we we don't yeah. normally play this team, or you know, it's not often you get to see these two teams mm-hmm. that play each other. It makes it it's, fun. It's almost like it. Doesn't, Obviously, it doesn't mean anything. It's yeah. kind of like 
a, like a Pro Bowl game I mean, or something. I mean, the schools and the conferences <clears throat> at least earn money off of them. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it, it's fine. It's fine that it's, it's for more fun. football. But the 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 New Year Six, those bowl games, I think need to be. Those need to matter more. Those need to There's matter. There's a reason they're the and New Year Six. And for me, in my opinion, I think they all need, they don't need to rotate around. I, I would like that if like the Rose Bowl was the granddaddy mm-hmm. national championship game. And then you've got, and then the sugar, the orange, those are like playoff games and, yeah. and so on and so forth. I actually want to see how that would work if we could actually manage all those bowl games. So if the Rose Bowl is the championship, then maybe the peach and the orange bowl can be like the semifinals. Yeah. The teams of four. And then what else do, what, what other bowl games? The sugar, the sugar. and the fiesta. Yeah. Is that it? Yes. So then only one bowl game would be left out. One of the New Year's Six would would be left out in that case. Yeah. Using a 16 playoff format. Yeah. Maybe you might Which, again, like the Fiesta Bowl could just be like the, the wild card. It could be wild, yeah. It would work. So, all right, well, can you believe it's already been an hour? Um, it's crazy. You get you get get going on on rants and I mean even if it was even if we would have won it would have been a lot to talk about and a lot of excitement. But Definitely. there's no the only excite there is no excitement, man. It was just it's crappy. They that's put it like this. Here's the bottom line: Ohio State. You know what you got to do. Yeah. Fix the freaking defense, by golly. What? Make it solid. Get back out there, run this freaking table, mm-hmm. get back into get into that Big Ten championship game, smack around whoever you play, yeah. let the playoff committee know that you are there, that you are still in it, and by golly, I hope Oregon's right there, and I hope we get to play them again, and spank them, and show them what should have happened yeah. this past Saturday. And uh, now that I think about it, there's actually a little bit of a like a conspiracy theory that I read about regarding Ohio State season. Mm-hmm. This is our season without Urban Meyer at all. Yeah. So maybe Urban was pulling the strings all along. Wow. Yeah, while he was still yeah, there. Yeah. Now that he's gone, he can't. That. Yeah. Because we still played well, and now we're playing like crap. Uh, I mean, I don't really buy it, but like, I'm not buying it. it does make you think a little. I'm not buying it. All right. Send us out. Hit the music. Can you feel?